Blog Talk Radio. Happy Saturday morning, early risers, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and in today's program, we're going to be discussing how new technology for your smartphones can help you find a lost pet. Putting up signs on telephone poles may very well be a thing of the past. Jeff Zotara of Tag Pet Tracker will be stopping by shortly to tell us all about this. Then, after our halftime break, Susan Keyes from the Southern California Animal Response Team has big news about a great animal event coming up in just a few weekends that you won't want to miss. This and more are just ahead on the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'm so thrilled to introduce our first guest, simply because he has some amazing technology to tell us about. It's Jeff Zatara. Welcome to the Pet Place, Jeff. Thank you so much for the invite. Uh, Really excited to be on the air with you. Well, I'll tell you how this all came about. I was watching TV with my family, And I saw a really cool commercial that was showcasing some of the cool things that smartphones can do these days. And one of the applications it featured was a family looking for its lost dog with their smartphone. And then they found it because the smartphone pictured exactly where the dog was. And I I stopped the TV right at the point where I could see the screen and see the little logo that was displaying, and I did some detective work, and I tracked it back to your company. (laughs) That's great. Isn't it amazing what we can do with our smartphones now? Yeah, yeah. So so tell me, what is this program? What is this application that you can put on your smartphone that will track your lost pet? It'll track uh, track lost pets, uh, lost tortoises, lost cheetahs, uh, pretty much anything you want to track. But uh, our focal point, of course, are, are dogs and cats. So it's called Tag GPS Pet Tracker. It's available at tag.com. And it is a device, very lightweight, that attaches to your dog or cat's existing collar. Oh, okay. And basically almost a, a cell phone for, for your pet. And uh, myself being a, a pet owner, I have a dog and and two cats now down to, to one cat. Unfortunately, uh, he passed away. But uh, we've always been very interested in ensuring that our pets were safe uh, through being able to track their location and then uh, making sure that they get enough exercise. So TAG GPS Pet Tracker really solves two big problems we see in our world today. Uh, the first problem, of course, is that a dog goes missing every two seconds in the United States. So right. since we've been talking in the last 60 seconds, 30 pets are, have been lost. Wow. And that adds up to about 10 million dogs in the U.S. each year. And then the second big point I want to touch today is that uh, a lot of our dogs are overweight or obese, and this really impacts the quality of life and, of course, life expectancy. And, and we really want to make sure that our pets not only live a very long life but very, live a uh, very healthy life uh, while they live that long life. So how does this little device that they wear on their collar address that issue? 
Well, what the uh, the weight issue? Do you mean? Yeah, keeping them active. Absolutely. Well, the Tag GPS Pet Tracker, uh, in its name, is a GPS pet tracker. So it'll tell you the location of your pet, and if your pet were ever escaped in your house or if you're traveling on the road, it'll send a text message alert directly to your smartphone, either iOS or Android device, and alert you that your pet is escaped. And with a push of a couple buttons, you're able to see exactly where the pet is located and actually get turn-by-turn driving directions to the pet's location and be able to continue to track in case the pet was on the run. Okay. Now, to answer your question as far as from the health standpoint, it also has embedded a three-dimensional accelerometer. And this accelerometer basically is what we like to equate to a Fitbit for dogs and cats. It will tell you the amount of activity that your pet is currently undergoing. So perhaps if the pet is sleeping, you will know that. Light, moderate, and heavy activity. So it measures the activity that a pet has and actually shows you and equates it to tag points, as we call it. So almost calories burned. And what we found with with pet owners is that simply taking your dog on a walk is not enough. We really got to get them moving. That's typically uh, recommend at least 30 to 60 minutes of pet exercise every single day. And depending on the breed, uh, we've got to know that we're meeting that guideline. So the accelerometer inside the tag GPS pet tracker unit actually will tell you how many points your pet is receiving, and then it allows you to track it over a long period of time, say 30, 60, 90 days, so you can spot trends ah. where there may be a period of less activity. So if your pet is a total couch potato while you're at work, you would know that. <laughs> you would definitely you would definitely know that for, for sure. And it's an interesting thing, as vets have shared with me, when we think about our pet's health, is that if you can detect certain uh, diseases and illnesses early, you've got a better chance of survival. Okay. And one of the ways we do that is by measuring the activity over the course of, say, a month. And vets have shared with me, when you come home from a long day at the office, your pet is generally very excited. They have adrenaline pumping in their body. And... They won't show you signs of illness. What is really telling is what your pet is doing when you are not home and what they're doing over the course of a 30-day period. So let's say, for example, your pet is active, same activity level for the last three weeks, but you notice in the last six days the activity level has dropped 25, 35, 40%. You, coming home every day and spending the hours with your pet, may not notice that decline. But if you would look on the smartphone, you would see that decline gradually, and then that's an opportune time to go in there and take your pet to the vet. Well, that makes perfect sense. Okay, so what they might be hiding, you'll still be able to see by using this application. That is fabulous. Well, I would love to have that tool because I'm pretty sure that my pets sleep all day while I'm gone, and it would be nice to know if that is actually true or if they're maybe running around and, and getting a little more activity And maybe it might be a good idea, too, if I know that they're sleeping, and then I might know that my husband, who's retired, isn't uh, getting out and playing with them as much as he should be. (laughs) So it gives me another little device to check up on my husband's activity also. (laughs) Absolutely. We don't recommend it, but you can use it as you see fit. And it is actually used uh, for pet sitters uh, and dog walkers. Uh, That industry uses it a lot. Uh, as far as the owners to ensure that the dog is getting walked and is being 
pet that in the manner that they're, uh, of course, uh, paying for. And Absolutely. so that's a, a big feature of the activity tracker. And we're, we're the leader in the industry. Uh, we were the first to come to the market with, with something like this, and we are currently the only device in America that has both the GPS tracking location for safety combining with the activity tracker to ensure a, a healthy lifestyle for, for all of our pets. Well, you know, I am particularly interested in this device because about a month ago I let my two dogs out into the backyard in the morning like I always do when I get up and start coffee and, and everything else, and then I go back to the back door to let them back in, and, and on this one particular occasion only one of my two dogs was waiting by the door. And I went, uh-oh, and I walked outside and my side gate had been opened by somebody, and and my 13-year-old Pomeranian was gone and nowhere to be found. And I spent the next six hours frantically searching. I put signs up everywhere. A good friend of mine posted an ad on Craigslist, and I was just going nuts because usually if you can't find your pet in the first, you know, few hours of it being gone, it's it's tends to be bad news. But fortunately for me, somebody saw the ad on Craigslist and I got him back. But if he had had this device on his collar and I had the application installed on my iPhone, I would have known exactly where he was and I could have gotten him right away. So this is huge, and, and I hope it really takes off. It is, and uh, it, it, it's really taking off. Uh, we're in 2,800 Verizon wireless stores. We're on Amazon.com. We're at Tag.com. Um, so what you said there, I, I think, strikes the chord at what all of us as pet owners are really seeking, and that's peace of mind. And it's the assurance that we can uh, empower ourselves because in your situation and the situation I've been in the past, we didn't have that power. We were relying mm-hmm. on strangers. Exactly. Uh, we were relying yeah. on luck. Mm-hmm. And we don't really want to do that with the pets that we love. And as you said, instead of six hours, and you were a very lucky one because uh, many of them don't make it home That's okay. True. And That's true. so many that go into a shelter, I, the statistics are staggering. I believe it's only 2% of cats that are uh, in, get into a shelter ever get out or reunited with their rightful owner. You are and exactly dogs, right on that statistic. And, and dogs are, are more, I think it may be 18 to 20%. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then 50% of just if you lose your pet, you're not going to get it back. So it's basically like flipping a coin. And the technology previous to TAG is that a microchip, which we encourage everyone to get a microchip. But again, mm-hmm. that relies on a stranger taking the dog to a vet getting it scanned, and we've had a lot of stories where microchips are either not registered and up to date, or uh, they've migrated down to the foot or the leg where it's not scanned by a person who maybe wasn't aware they had to do a whole body scan. So we're really about giving the power to our pet owners in the power of their hand, which is even incredible. And it's got a really, really good battery life, too. We've got the best pet... uh, PowerSafe technology, which is a, a, a trademark technology that we utilize to give uh, sometimes 7, 14, 21 days of battery life. We actually have customers that have 30 days of battery life. But oh, wow. uh, for fair, fair expectations, we like to say anywhere from 10 to 14 days. And it's all really dependent on how often your dog is out. Um, so to, to kind of backtrack, what you do is you've got a home base station, uh, that you would place uh, in a prime location inside your home, and then you set up what we call a, a safety zone, a home zone, or 
or tag zone, and that basically is a, a circle around your house, the surrounding area. And what we're doing is we're checking in a lot of times uh, with that central beacon. And once your pet escapes or goes out to the outside that circle, that tag zone, what it's then doing, and this is where it becomes really unique, is that it listens, it opens its ears and listens to the GPS satellite signal and then uh, gets that satellite signal and then sends it back to you through the nation's largest wireless network, and then it gets back to your phone. And then that's, that's when it alerts you. And you also get a battery, a battery alert, don't you, if your battery is starting to uh, die? Absolutely. We never want anyone to not have enough battery juice. Uh, so what it will do, it will tell you when your battery is getting low to give you enough uh, lead time. And it does it on a very conservative level, meaning it gives you plenty of time to recharge uh, your battery. And uh, so it basically acts like a cell phone because your dog is able to call you. just can't talk to you, but we'll tell you where, where it is. Uh-huh. And we charge our we charge our cell phones every day now. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes I have to charge mine twice a day. So the fact that we can get battery life in the, in the 10 to 14 day range is, is really incredible. And that's happening to technology nowadays. Jeff, let me ask you a quick question because we're almost out of time. For dogs that go into water, is this an issue? No, it's uh, waterproof, which is great. So you can swim. Now, if they're going to Hawaii and they're scuba diving, I would not recommend that. But <laughs> any jumping in the pool or anything like that is, is not a problem. Fabulous. Now, I know you spell tag with an extra G, right? T-A-G-G? Yeah, we wanted to be cool and unique, so we added another G in there. So um, T-A-G-G dot com is where it's located. Outstanding. Jeff, I really like talking about products like these on the show because they can be lifesavers. So thanks so much for answering all my questions. And I hope this technology becomes as common as sunshine in California. So thanks for stopping by the Pet Place. Thank you so much, Marie. We need to take a quick break now, but when we return, Susan Keyes from the Southern California Animal Response Team will be checking in to talk about an annual event that's both fun and educational. So stay tuned to The Pet Place, and we'll be right back after a quick message from KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining the program now is Susan Keyes, our longtime friend from the Southern California Animal Response Team. That's a lot to say in one breath. Hi, Susan. Hi. Thank you for inviting us again this year. Well, I really enjoy uh, your big events that you have every year, and, and you've got a big one coming up. Yes, we do. Tell us about it. Well, it's our ninth annual pet fair in the park at Marine Stadium Park again. And some exciting things we have is we have the shaky, quakey trailers so people can experience what it would feel like in an earthquake. Oh, well, I, you know, when I read that, I, I didn't, it didn't sink in that it was an earthquake simulator. How fun. <laughs> yes, it, it is fun. And those old tables that you used to, desks that you used to have in school, the ones we would barely fit into, is going to be but you'll actually have the chance to sit in when the trailer is shaking. Okay, and then you have to dive under? Um, I don't know if you'll be able to get out of the chair very easily, but you'll simulate it. Oh, wow, okay. How many people at a time can fit into a single simulation? 
Um, I'm not sure because it's a trailer as opposed to a truck. I'm going to assume probably at least 20, 15, 20 people can fit in the trailer at the okay. same time. Are you really setting that up more for kids than adults? You'll be surprised the number of adults that actually get in there to see what it would feel like. Wow, that's pretty cool. And and what type of earthquake is it simulating? What magnitude? I think it's an 8.0. Whoa. So you will actually understand what it's going to feel like in a very large earthquake. Oh, wow. Now, I'm assuming there's no loose items in there that's going to knock anybody out. No, and you'll be firmly attached to your desk when you try to sit in it. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to try that one out. I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be an earthquake in an earthquake that big. We had an earthquake um, a couple months ago, actually. Maybe it's been more than a couple months. The one up in uh, northern Orange County uh, that really shook us in Fountain Valley, and it lasted a long time. And my husband and I were looking at each other like, is this one going to be one that's going to require us to get under a door frame? What should we do? We were sitting in Huntington Beach watching TV and felt it, and I'm wondering, is this, Andre- is this San Andreas actually going, and yeah. do I need to go under a table? It's hard to know if it's the really big one or not, and it... it really felt like it was building up, and, and yet, it, what was it, only about a, a five or a six, I think. Yeah, I think what people don't realize is that if it's actually building up to be a large one, you won't be able to stand and move. And I think the shaky, quaky trailer gives you an idea that you really can't stand up. Now, each level of magnitude is, what, ten times more than the previous level? That I can't confirm, but I know there is a great, I think it's higher than 10 times. Okay, okay. Um, and it, it's a, there's a big difference. There's a really large, di- dis- excuse me, increase in the magnitude, what you actually feel. And from what I understand, I've never been in a large one, but it's very difficult to stand. So when we were all freaking out about the earthquake a few months ago, which was only a five or a six, it'd be 100 times if not, Worse than that one if we had a magnitude eight. Earthquake. Yes, you would barely, you would not be able to stand. You would be better off getting on the floor and crawling under something. Ah, very interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that one out. <laughs> what other fun things do you have planned? I know the whole point of the Southern California Animal Response Team is to educate people about natural disasters and to be prepared. And I know you have lots of fun activities with that aspect in mind. So what else do you have going on there? Well, we have the owner and dog look-alike contest. Let's see how many people think their dogs look like them. Okay. They can dress up in a costume or just get walk in front of the judges and the judges decide how much they look alike. Oh, that's fun. And And the reason this is related is because this is a fundraiser also that helps the animal response team when they go out on site to help people with disasters. And pets. Correct. Okay, very cool. So we've got this animal-human look-alike contest. And and are you doing adoptions? Are you doing educational booths? What else is going on? We will have some of the rescue groups there, a kitten rescue and two of the dog rescues. Oh, nice. Uh, Dogs and cats that are up for adoption. Mm -hmm. You probably would only be filling out the paperwork at that location, and then they would do the process somewhere else. Okay, 
We also are going to have pet first aid demonstrations this year so people can have an understanding of what it's like to do pet first aid CPR. Oh, excellent. Always a disaster preparedness for families and pets. We have to remind people it's not safe for you, it's not safe for your pets. We'll have product giveaways like we always use. We have great vendors that donate things. We'll have a welcome bag. We have our wonderful raffles and great raffle prizes this year. I've been able to put together a lot of wonderful prizes so you can buy some raffle tickets. Low-cost microchipping, we'll be doing that again. We'll also have vaccines available. And Mm -hmm. we got two new food vendors this year. I'm going to give them a little plug. Mike's Mustache, or excuse me, Mustache Mike's Italian Ice and Canvas Foods LA. So we're looking forward to having two new food vendors this year. Oh, outstanding. And Marine Stadium is such a cool place to have an event. It's great, and if it happens to be warm, you can kick your shoes off and walk down and put them in the water. Ah, very, very nice. Hey, what I really enjoy at these events is it really brings to the forefront the need to prepare for a disaster. We get so lazy when it comes to things like that. And I'm wondering, do you ever survey people to find out if they have a disaster kit for their pets? We do. When they come by the welcome booth, or even when we're at any type of a booth event, we always ask, do you have a disaster kit for your pets? What kind of response are you getting? We get some people that say, no, I'm not going to worry about it. We do have some people that say, yes, they don't have them for their children, but they do have them (laughs) for their pets. (laughs) We have a lot of people that, you know, don't think about that they're going to need to take their pets with them and that they're going to need the things that the items that pets require every day, their food, any type of a comfort item, something with their scent, their toys, their snacks. The animal's going to be just as stressed as the owner. Mm -hmm. And the more stressed the owner becomes, the more stressed the animal is. So we remind people, have familiar items for your pets. And even something, what happens when we put our clean clothes or even dirty clothes down on the bed? What happens? Our pets lay in them. So something with your scent in the grab-and-go bag for the pets. That way, if they're in a strange kennel somewhere, they have even a T-shirt or something with your scent on it. They feel a little bit more comfortable than they would if everything was a strange environment, strange noises, and nothing was familiar. Now, what are the current rules about taking pets to emergency shelters for people? Can you take your pets with you? What you can do is take them with you, but they would be set up in a separate shelter. Because of health code and safety issues, the pets are not allowed into the Red Cross shelter with the pets. So you bring in and you check in and you go to one section and your pets go to another section and you make sure all of the information is with the people who are in charge of the shelter and, and hopefully everything will work out. Correct. What we'd like to do is have the animal shelter next door to the human shelter or very close so the pet owners can care for their own pets, which we all know when a pet comes into a room, everybody wants to pet (laughs) the dog, and it's more relaxing. Yeah, absolutely. So you know you'll you'll feel better because you know your pets are okay, and, and your pets will feel better because they can get regular visits. It's a very comforting thing to have pets close by when people have left everything they own in their home to have their pet there. And a lot of this information you're going to have at your big festival coming up. 
Yes, we will. We have all of our handouts that tell people how to prepare their disaster kits, what they need to do if they're evacuation. We remind people it's not safe to leave your pets home. The likelihood of you being able to come back a few hours later is very low, so Mm -hmm. you need to take them with you. Okay. And do you have a website where somebody can find out all this pertinent information about disaster preparedness and your your special event? Yes, we do. It's at www.scart.us. Fabulous. Susan, it's always great to talk with you, and I'm so glad your event is still going strong after almost a decade, so I hope you have tremendous success this year because the Southern California Animal Response Team is truly a wonderful organization. Thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you for having us again this year. It's time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place news and events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. I want to remind everyone that on Saturday, August 9th, from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the Woodland Hills Hilton Hotel, Petopia is having its fun fundraiser, Vegas in the Valley. We talked about it on a recent show, and it sounds spectacular. If you enjoy Vegas and you're an animal person too, this is the event you won't want to skip. There will be huge Vegas-style buffets, entertainment, and all your favorite Vegas games. All proceeds from this fundraiser will be used to help homeless pets get vet care and find forever homes. For more information, visit petopia-animalrescue.com. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Murray Hewlett. Please stay or new to your pets and have a wonderful day. Thank you.